the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. It is Friday, and this is the second hour of Pure Opelka. And tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I will be back here with yet another Saturday on the Blaze Radio Network. We will kick off the weekend programming. So I would love to have you here. And once again, this audience, which uh, very, very creative, very um, clever. Thanks for uh, thanks, Frank and PA for the um, got milk reference on the brownies. Frank, you're going to get me in trouble with HR. And uh, Andy, yes, uh, the old. The old kid's joke, what kind of bee makes milk, not honey? We know. The boo bee. Yes, of course. It's a Friday. Things are a little off, off kilter already. I, I invite you to join the program to be part of, part of the entertainment as we deal with whatever um, dismay we feel after yesterday, after the realization even though we hoped against all reality and all the signals, we hoped that after giving control of the House and the Senate and the White House to the GOP that they would get something done. No, they're not getting anything done. They're not getting anything done. After John McCain's big vote last night. By the way, do you remember John McCain uh, earlier in the evening? Do you remember John McCain talking about Obamacare? Yeah, I do. And you know the message is, this health care bill, repeal and replace, repeal and replace, repeal and replace, repeal and replace, repeal and replace. And if you don't, and then if you don't, we're going to repeal them. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. That's not from last night. That's from 2010. That's right. That's not last night. That's from 2010. John McCain. Oh, you crazy man, you. John McCain, why I oughta. It's maddening, isn't it? It really is maddening. Uh, and and after, after it all went down and there were a couple hundred people partying in the streets outside of the Capitol, the cameras picked up and wandered inside and talked to folks who had stayed up well past their bedtime. Senator Ted Cruz talked to the cameras and, and you know, John McCain said that thing about we're going to repeal and replace them, right? That was from 2010. Well, going forward, it sure sounds like maybe the same thing. Seven years, Republicans have been promising the American people that we would repeal Obamacare. And the American people are entirely justified in saying any politician told me that and voted the other way didn't tell me the truth. They lied to me. No party can remain in power by lying to the American people. No party can remain in power by lying to the American people. Pretty good words there. Pretty solid. So as, as last night happened, I, I don't know if you're like me, I kind of looked 
at my calendar and I said, gee, we are very close now. We start, we start really hearing the drums of 2018. And I will tell you, this, this is going to be a bit of a mess because as, as disillusioned as many of us are on the conservative side of things, there is considerable disillusionment and uh, fractions within the Democratic Party. They surely didn't show it on this vote. You didn't see anybody break, break ranks with Chuck Schumer. He got all 48 of his ducks in one row, and they didn't waver. But rest assured, there are problems in the Democratic Party. And I don't think we can count on their weakness to give us or to allow us to maintain control of the House it's a pretty good bet we'll maintain control of the Senate just because of the number of seats that are up and seats for Republican members are not as, as in bad shape as, as the House is. So do you want Nancy Pelosi as the Speaker of the House? Do you want that to happen? Because it sure feels like that's what's coming down the pike if the GOP does not get its act together and start doing something, something other than than what we saw yesterday. Really, uh, last night, as it all wound down, and as Mitch McConnell stood there, as Mo Brooks was, Representative Mo Brooks was on with us just about, just a little over an hour ago. Uh, Representative Mo Brooks was on with us talking about Mitch McConnell. And I think, I think he's right. I, I hope the Senate gets its stuff together and maybe considers neutering Mitch McConnell and replacing him with somebody who has a pair, who has a set. And there are folks who say, look, this is the best thing that could happen to the GOP, because if they did pass this bill, it would have been an even bigger disaster for 2018. I'm sorry, I, I don't think you win by digging in. That's the Saddam Hussein mentality. Remember, that's that bunker mentality. That's digging a deep hole and just waiting and hoping that you'll be able to wait it out. I think the people are done with waiting it out. I think those of us who are, are changing our lifestyles and doing different things, we're, we're damn tired of waiting. Look, I, I feel the same economic pains you do. My, my life has changed as well. We don't go out to dinner. We, I make my lunch every single day. I don't go to fast food. If we're out to dinner, it's a place like Ruby's for once a week. But it's not, it's not going out to dinner for me. Even when I went on the road in Las Vegas, guess what? I brought supplies with me so I didn't have to rely on hotel food and pay hotel prices. It's about being smart. And I think we're tired of being the ones who scrimp and save while we watch these, these elected entitleistas keep doing whatever the hell they want just so it'll get them reelected. McConnell sounded like he was going to cry last night. Did you hear it? I pass unanimous consent <clears throat> that H.R. 1628 be returned to the calendar. Is there, is there objection? <clears throat> Without objection. So, Mr. President, this is, uh, you know, clearly a disappointing moment. No duh. Uh, from skyrocketing costs uh, to plummeting choices and collapsing markets, our constituents have suffered through an awful lot under Obamacare. 
We thought they deserved better. It's why I and many of my colleagues did as we promised and voted to repeal this failed law. We told our constituents we would vote that way. And when the moment came, when the moment came, most of us did. We kept our commitments. We worked hard, and everybody on this side can certainly attest to the fact that we worked really hard. What? Do you hear that? Are you buying this? Is that... I'm going to wind that back just a little bit. We worked hard, and everybody on this side can certainly attest to the fact that we worked really hard to try to develop a consensus for a better way forward. You had seven years. You had an eternity. And you failed. You weren't ready. Working hard and working smart are worlds apart. You're supposed to be the best. You're supposed to be the leaders. You're not. This was an embarrassment. This really was frustrating. And that's why I think Ted Cruz's words ring so true. That's why I think that, that, that everybody, everybody in office ought to be worried the right because they have no leader and no direction. The, the, the left because they have no leader and no direction either. American politics is adrift. And both sides are lying to the people. Ted Cruz said it last night. Seven years Republicans have been promising the American people that we would repeal Obamacare. And the American people are entirely justified in saying any politician told me that and voted the other way didn't tell me the truth. They lied to me. No party can remain in power by lying to the American people. No party can remain in power by lying to the American people. That needs to be on a shirt that everybody wears whenever they're in front of their representatives. No party can remain in power by lying to the American people. Thank you, Senator Cruz. I got to share some good news. I, I have some really... Wonderful news to share with you. So I'm going to put the pause button on the politics, and uh, we're we're going to uh, we're going to step aside here. Uh, Billy Hallowell's joining us too a little bit later. We're going to have a little a, a faith lift from the guy over at faithwire.com, and uh, I'll try and shove a little more good news. But uh, some really good news coming up. Somebody who took lemons and really made lemonade and then shared it. That's next on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I got some, uh, I know I said I had um, 
some happy news to share, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in just a minute. Um, little Charlie Gard has passed away. He was um, a week short of being a year old. Now, who knows? When we first started hearing about Charlie Gard, he was just 10 months old, nine months old, 10 months old. His parents had raised $1.7 million to try and prove to the British health system that, that they were able to support the efforts to try and have a miracle cure for Charlie that was in the U.S. This was months ago. Now you realize when you're, when you're 11 months and three weeks old, a couple of months is an eternity. It's a gigantic chunk of your life. And that British Health Service that could have allowed Charlie's parents to take him to America, they had the money. It wasn't going to be any skin off their nose. But I have to think this is about ego. That this was about proving something. Because God forbid you get Charlie out and there's a positive result and then... All of these other parents say, but Charlie God was given the opportunity. The parents were so strong. The parents, Connie and Chris, Charlie's dad and mom, so strong. The Pope offered sanctuary. The president of the United States weighed in. Pretty much the whole damn world, the whole damn thinking world weighed in and said Charlie Gard deserves a shot I gotta believe that the judges at the European Court of Human Rights who refused to intervene in the case were in lockstep with the British Health Service they wouldn't even let the parents take Charlie home to die at home they wanted to spend the last few moments in, in the home he grew up in in quiet peaceful reflection on the short life of Charlie Gard. But the heartless, soulless bastards who will eventually be deciding life and death situations here in America if we get to single-payer health care, if we get to this, this Frankenstein idea that is single-payer health care, they're coming here. Charlie's army couldn't defeat the single-payer health care system of England. Charlie's army was capable of raising the money that may have given Charlie a shot. And who knows? Who knows if seven or eight weeks ago, when we first started talking about this, had Charlie been allowed... Had the parents been allowed to take their child, not the state's child, had the parents been allowed to take their child across the pond to America, maybe Charlie lives another month or two. Maybe Charlie doesn't. But maybe doctors learn something on how to deal with mitochondrial disease. When did we give up trying? When did we, when did we tell parents... You can't decide. When did that happen? 
this would not have cost the British government a penny. And yet it stripped these parents of their rights and their dignity and Charlie's dignity. I'm heartbroken. I'm also scared. You got you got a baby boom in Chicago. This is this is the saddest story on the heels of the breakdown of our our efforts to try and remove Obamacare. This this festering weed that is throwing vines and roots all over our lives and our government. Those of you who think a Charlie Gart situation can't happen here, I hate to tell you this. You are sadly mistaken. You are very sadly mistaken. The headline reads, our beautiful boy has gone. Well, at least, at least the world knows, at least the world knows about Charlie Gard. I didn't think we'd ever get the, the Pope and the President of the United States really on the same page, and I think we did on this one. And I, I just, I, I'm upset on several accounts, on the human side, on the medical innovation side, because that's not what America does. We don't give up. And I know this wasn't America. This was England's problem. But this problem is coming here. Unless, unless we do something now. Maybe Charlie will have not died without sparking somebody to stand up against this. God rest in peace, Charlie. Well, now I know we need a faith lift. Billy Hallowell from uh, Faithwire going to join us. I don't know if he knows the story. I was going to tell him a story uh, that, I, that I read today. I've got a story about Jim Gaffigan and something wonderful that happened uh, for Jim Gaffigan and a story about a canceled wedding. How can a story about a canceled wedding be good, Mike? Well, yeah, there is there is hope that a canceled wedding could have a could have a happy result. And you're just going to have to stick around and see. The president has also just landed on uh, Long Island, I think it is. He's getting ready to speak at a um, at an event that's talking about what we're doing to battle MS-13, the horrific gang that's uh, trying to set up camp all over the country. Pretty much has, but. Um, we need to take on this game and stop them dead in their tracks. More coming up. Rest in peace, Charlie Guard. God bless your parents. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. We're watching uh, Air Force One land at MacArthur's uh, airport, MacArthur Airport on Long Island. I know it well. Used to fly out of there all the time. And Reince Priebus and Scaramucci are apparently on Air Force One. The president will be exiting soon, and then there's some sort of a live event talking about what we're doing to fight fight the gangs in the world we're expecting billy hollowell from faithwire unless he's fibbed to us maybe and we will we will trust me we will give it to him if he if he did fib to us no we're we're supposed to get billy he said he wants to do this faith lift on fridays you know kind of do us a uh, kind of give us some uplifting stories from from faithwire.com. I see Nikki Haley, UN ambassador and rock star, is on Air Force One. She'll be uh, apparently with the president. She was talking yesterday about what we're going to be doing to fight MS-13. And I know the uh, ICE people are talking about it. And I believe, remember about three weeks ago I mentioned that I think we're probably going to be sending some troops into uh, Central America. Yeah, I still hold by that. Somebody called me the other day and said, you remember when you predicted that you were going to, that we were going to be sending troops to uh, Central America? I said, yeah. Why hasn't it happened? Well, maybe we were ahead of the curve just a little bit. You can also vote, speaking of Scaramucci and, and Priebus, you can uh, vote on the uh, vital question of the day, the poll that is posted online on Twitter at StuntBrain. That is uh, asking if if those those statements from from Scaramucci, his coarse language, his cursing. Do you approve of this in the uh, office of the press secretary? Thirty six percent of you say yes. Of course we do. No limits on speech. of you say no, he should be setting an example. And 14% of you cannot effing decide. With tongue firmly planted in cheek, we posted that question that way. So uh, join the voting. There are 18 hours left. We'll give you the vote totals tomorrow morning on the Saturday morning edition of Pure Opelka. The, um, The news of Charlie Gard's passing is now starting to take over the Internet an internet that was uh, focused on other things. Uh, the Twitter world is starting to realize that this this has happened. Charlie Gard, we did the story, the announcement, just a few minutes ago. I'm sure it's going to be everywhere. There's going to be a story on The Blaze as well, very shortly. And I'm sure Billy was working on a, another story as I see him posting a, a tweet. And maybe we'll hear from Billy Hallowell. I do have some good news. I do have some good news to share with you. I mentioned a, a wedding that got canceled. 
And how could a wedding getting canceled be good news? What kind of a horrible person am I if I announce that there's good news because a wedding was canceled? Well, this $30,000 wedding and the reception was, um, was canceled a week before it was supposed to happen. And the almost bride, Sarah Cummins, had booked this reception in Carmel, Indiana, just north of Indianapolis, a little bedroom community. And they had put a um, non-refundable deposit on and, and payment because you pretty much a week ahead of time, you have to pay for everything on these big fancy schmancy affairs. They were going to have a sit down dinner, a fully plated dinner for 170 guests. And despite the fact that the day she had planned for so long was not going to happen, this woman decided, Sarah Cummins decided she was going to do something to make somebody else feel better. So what did she do? She decided that veterans and local organizations who don't get to go out and have this kind of a dinner deserved it. So she threw a dinner party for veterans and homeless people. Cummins told the Indianapolis Star that they called off the wedding about a week earlier and they had this contract they couldn't break. And she said, I wanted people, these people, to know that they deserve to be at a place like this just as much as everyone else. She said, rather than throw away the food, it would bring some purpose to it. So she got a hold of area homeless shelters and she was there to greet each and every guest when they arrived on Saturday. When the news spread that this was going to go down, some of the local businesses got involved and some people actually stepped up and went through their closets and donated suits and dresses and basically outfits for the guests to wear. One of the guys is quoted in the Associated Press coverage on this story. His name is Charlie Allen. And... Uh, Charlie said, I didn't have a sport coat, but he had a jacket that had been donated. And he said, I think I think I look pretty, pretty nice in this. So the seven bridesmaids that were supposed to be there, they all didn't make it. But three of them came by. So did the mother of the almost bride and the aunts. And some guests dined on chicken breasts with artichokes and Chardonnay cream sauce, and they actually had wedding cake. This is, this is a great story. A great story. The 25-year-old woman who's a, a graduate of Purdue University and a, a student in pharmacy said she and, and her almost husband footed the bill. Her parents kicked in a little bit. She said when she approached the almost fiancé about donating the dinner, he agreed to it. And he said that's kind of a selfless way to handle the situation. When asked about the wedding dress by the Associated Press, she said she wasn't sure what they were going to do with that, stating that it's still a little bit of a sore subject, a painful topic. So... It's not all bad news all the time. 
And when you think about it, this $30,000 wedding that didn't happen, that turned into a night that will probably be remembered for quite a while for the, for the veterans who got to go and the homeless folks who got a new outfit and stepped on buses that pulled them up and drove them to the uh, event and back to the shelter afterwards. Kind of a beautiful thing. My hat's off to you, Sarah Cummins. You, uh, you found a, a happy ending. You found a silver lining to what could have been a really, really bad memory. And if, if this was going to be a, um, a relationship, a marriage that wasn't going to work out, guess what? You just saved all that hassle, too. So good for you. Good for you. We're going to see if we can get Billy Hallowell on the phone. I think, uh, I think he said he just got caught up trying to update the Charlie Guard story on Faithwire. Maybe we'll, we'll break away just a little bit early. Oh, you know what I'll do? I'll take care of some business here and um, share with you uh, some, some really important information. Like, why haven't you called and gotten your uh, three-week quick start pack from our friends at Relief Factor? Why haven't you done this? It's $19.95. It's 100% botanicals. It is wild-caught fish to make that fish oil. And what it does is reduce the inflammation in my joints, in my hips, in my back, which means the pain goes away. It's all, all natural. 100% botanical. So call Relief Factor at 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, or go to relieffactor.com, or I'll tell you what, listen to what Patricia in Michigan had to say about Relief Factor when she tried it. At one time, I was in constant pain in my knees and hips. I'm 72 years old and thought, that's what happens when you get old. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio shows. To my surprise and relief, it took away my hurt. I can get out of bed easier in the morning, and even damp and rainy days don't bother me as much. I started out taking three doses per day, but now only take two. Thank you, Relief Factor, for letting me know about this wonderful product. Thank you, Patricia. You can get yours. Call 800-500-8384, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Welcome back to Puro Pelka. I'll tell you, we are keeping an eye to see if we can catch the president. Some of his live remarks from Long Island. He's in Brentwood, Long Island, to talk about what we're doing to uh, stem the tide of this gang, MS-13, brutal gang that's basically infiltrating our country. Uh, Horrible, violent people. Just terrible. And maybe we'll get it live. I, I have another great warm and fuzzy story to share with you and i think i think um i don't know if you've heard this jim gaffigan the comic i know he's a friend of glenn's and i i ran this by glenn i don't think he talked about it i didn't hear the entire show today uh jim gaffigan who who is um just a solid guy all around he's a guy who works clean too you you got to respect a guy who can work comedy clean these days it ain't easy and and he's had you know he's he's got a very large family if you think about it and uh just just an amazing story that you can you can keep your head on and have this kind of success and actually uh <laughs> make your way in show business and then he had to go up against the fight of his wife with with cancer. And Jim Gaffigan recently celebrated his his 15th, 14th anniversary with his wife. And um, posted something on on uh, not Facebook, but on uh, Instagram saying, I realize we live in strange, maybe even mean times. Like you, I read the news daily, shaking my head with horror how humans treat other humans. But there are some amazing people out there. And when Janine Gaffigan was diagnosed with a brain tumor, so many friends, family, and strangers stepped up to offer meals, help, encouragement, and prayers. It really blew me away. He thanks everybody for everything. And he said, "Our one, one friend was Mario Batali." Do you know Mario? He's a chef. He's kind of a, a famous TV chef. He's the guy who wears the shorts and the, and the Crocs all the time. I didn't know much about Mario Batali, but if he's friends with Jim Gaffigan, he's got to be a pretty good guy. Mario and his wife Susie sent over numerous elaborate gourmet meals to feed me, the kids, and our helpers. And last week, I emailed Mario asking him to help me find a place for our 14th wedding anniversary. Gaffigan says he was just trying to find a nice place for us to celebrate, but given the fact that his wife cannot comfortably eat solid foods yet, he was hoping to find a place that did amazing soups. And he said, yeah, even in July, I know. Mario was on vacation, and Gaffigan said I thought he would at least point me in the right direction. But he insisted on creating... A, a custom menu to come to his restaurant, Del Posto, and they would be taken care of. Mario Batali made the most stunning display of gourmet soups with wines or cocktails, the whole thing able to be consumed without chewing. Jim Gaffigan didn't expect it. He, all he wanted was a reference, and Mario Batali didn't have to do this. He said it was insanely, amazingly, 
delicious, a wonderful experience, but the generosity and kindness and compassion by Mario Batali was the most moving. If you're, if you're on Instagram, you can see the menu. He's posted the menu, and it, does, it looks fantastic and delicious. But in, in a time where Jim Gaffigan says, we are in the middle of, of, of some of the meanest treatment we've seen, let's, let's just reference Scaramucci and what he said about coworkers in the White House yesterday. And then you see somebody like Mario Batali doing this to help this family celebrate. It's a beautiful thing. I've never eaten in a Mario Batali restaurant. I'm always thinking it's probably, probably a little deeper pockets required than I've got right now. But we'll see. Perhaps, perhaps it's time to make a, a trip to a Mario Batali place and say anybody that treats his friends the way he treated the Gaffigans deserves our business. Well done, sir. And you know what, Jim Gaffigan? Good for you for letting the world know about it. We need to promote more good things happening in this world. We certainly have enough bad things. When we get back, Billy Hallowell or President Trump? Who am I going to talk to? Well, we'd be listening in on Trump, but I think we got Hallowell lined up. How about a Friday faith lift? We'll take care of that next. I'm Pure Opelka. Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.